Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Are you ready to receive the Word of God? Well, last week we began talking about the success of David. The success of David. How many of you were here last week? You were here last week. Wonderful. So last week, we started talking about the success of David. And we want to continue um, talking about this message. The success of David. And we all agreed that David was a very successful person. David was successful. Amen. Amen. And we are saying that David was a very successful man. David was a very respected king among the kings of Israel. He was a truly successful king. Hallelujah. And that is why we are learning about the principles of David's success. We are learning about David's principles of success or the Davidic principles of success. And last week we learned about a few of his principles. Amen. Amen. We learn about the principle of doing menial jobs. First, we learn about the principle of small beginnings. David began and appreciated small things. And we talked about the principle of doing menial jobs with joy. Amen. Amen. Then we talk about the principle of choosing and staying with what you have tested. Amen. Amen. The principle of choosing and staying with what you have tested. Hallelujah. And then we talk about the principle of turning away from those who despise you. Hallelujah. Those who despise you. Turn away from them. When people do not respect you and do not acknowledge what you are doing, turn away from them and move to people who respect you and people who will welcome you. That is where you do well. No one does well in an environment where you are not welcome. No one does well. No matter who you are, you will not do well. Amen. Amen. Now, today we want to continue with these principles. And the next principle we want to talk about is the principle of ministering to others. Principle of ministering to others. First Samuel 16 and verse 23. First Samuel 16 and verse 23. It says, And it came to pass. When the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Amen. Amen. So if you want to be a successful person in life, you want to do well in life, you must have a decision to be a blessing to others. The principle of ministering to others. The principle of doing things for others other than yourself. 
is a very important principle for success. It is a principle that will unlock gates for blessings to flow into your life. Hallelujah. Many people do not know of this principle. Many people feel that the way forward, the way to do well and to prosper and be successful is to do things for yourself. But the principle of ministering to others, principle of doing things for others, you will find out that the most of successful people in this world have often played a vital role in someone else's life. They have done something for someone. They have done a service to someone. Whether you are a doctor, you know, you save the sick, you help sick ones, you minister to the sick. Amen. Amen. Whether you are a pastor, you minister to the needy, the needs of the people. You minister to people. You sacrifice for people. And all successful people, you'll find out that they have some service that they render to other people. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Perhaps they produce something that benefits millions of people. And so if you do something, you come up with something that will benefit so many people, it will be a gate to your blessing. Hallelujah. David took advantage of this opportunity to minister to Saul. Whenever evil spirits came to torment Saul, David refreshed him by playing the harp and singing unto the Lord. That is what he did. He played the harp and he was singing unto the Lord. He suddenly became useful to Saul and his kingdom. Are you listening? David became useful to Saul and Saul had a need to keep him in the kingdom because of David's service. Hallelujah. Saul realized that it was important to maintain David in the house. And so he sent for David and then when David came, he told Jesse, David's father, that he wants to keep him. He says, I like him and I want to keep him in the kingdom. I want to keep him in the palace. Your ministering to someone will take you high. Hallelujah. When you have a, a vision to minister to others, you are actually building up for yourself a step to go up. Hallelujah. David's value rapidly increased after he had held Saul. After he had prayed or he had sung and played the harp for Saul to be delivered from demonic possession, David now became relevant to the king. David, David became important in the palace. There were other servants who were doing other things. But just the effect of his provision of ministry that was affecting the king directly, David became important. Suddenly, a shepherd boy has become a person that lives in the palace. Suddenly, a shepherd boy who was not recognized by his own father and his own brothers now sits at the table with the king because of ministering to him. Hallelujah. 
So take up your responsibility. You know, there are some of you who are here and God has blessed you in a certain way. You know, you are being in a church, God has taken you through certain steps or God has taken you through certain situations and you have come to a situation where just talking to someone will be a great form of counseling. To take someone on, some of these young people, to take them on, just one or two, personally calling them, checking on them, finding out about their school, ministering to them. It will be a great blessing. But you see, many people don't want to have that responsibility. When it comes to the church and the things of God, many people don't want to have the responsibility of even ministering to someone. And many people feel they have pastors. There's a pastor. But you don't know that you ministering to someone is a great gate to open up a blessing into your life. Hallelujah. It is a great gate that will open up a great blessing to your life. And not only to your life, but to your children's life. Amen. Amen. Wouldn't you be happy if someone takes on your own child and ministering to the person and bringing up the person for the person to do very well? You will like it. But you don't want to do to another person. People shy away from doing God's work. They feel it will be a burden. They feel it will keep them away from succeeding in their own secular life. What a mistake. They don't realize that as they help others, they become more valuable to the society. Hallelujah. The more valuable you are, the more important you will be. Amen. David became valuable to Saul. David was nobody, but he became valuable to Saul. That is how come David was maintained in the palace. That is how come David was kept in the palace. Amen. He became valuable to Saul. Hallelujah. Are you listening? The principle, the next principle is the principle of fellowship and non-isolation. The principle of fellowship and non-isolation. 1 Samuel 18 and verse 16. 1 Samuel 18 and verse 16. Zoomers, are you there? Are you listening? You don't like the name Zoomers. 1 Samuel 18 and verse 16. It says, But all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them. He went out and came in before them. Hallelujah. He fellowshiped with them. He was with them. And they are going in and they are coming in. They found David with them. Hallelujah. Fellowship is very important. It's a very important part of success. Hallelujah. The more you interact with godly people, the more godliness will rub off of you. When you are interacting with godly people, you find yourself being godly. Some of you, all your friends are unbelievers. Your fellowship is with unbelievers. 
The only time you fellowship with godly people is on Sunday when you come to church. Only on Sunday. During the week, you don't fellowship. Even when we are having Christmas party, it is not your type of party because the songs that you are going to play are not the type of songs that your unbelievers play with you. Sometimes I just wonder, you know, because we feel we have a very godly family and what I know is what you know. The things I do is what you do. The kind of dance I dance is what you dance. The kind of songs I listen to are the songs that you listen to. And so when we have a gathering, we have our own songs, you know. The words that we have gone will be the electric dance that we dance, you know, and then we are, we are done. But oftentimes, when we go for someone's wedding or something like that, then they start playing certain songs. And then I see all my church members, they begin to dance from the table.
Ministers are often tempted to isolate themselves permanently from other ministers. And this is because many people who should be your brothers are often your competitors and rivals. But that should not make you isolate yourself. In spite of all of that, it is helpful to interact and to fellowship. Hallelujah. Amen. In fact, the Bible teaches us that this is a sign that you are a Christian. A great sign that you are a Christian in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14. It says, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are doing well in life, you will often be found fellowshipping. If you are doing well in life, you will often be found fellowshipping. No one does well in isolation. No one does well in isolation. The reason why businesses in certain parts of the world, such as the United States, do well is because there is a lot of association. One person doing something will create association with so many people. And so they do well. Some of you don't fellowship. You don't do well. You don't do well. Some of you don't even want to discuss what you are doing with, with another person. It's as if someone is against your success. Yes. Then you need help. But God has put us together so we can fellowship. And, you know, he says in 1 John 1, 7, he says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We have fellowship one with another. We have fellowship one with another. If we walk in the light. The reason why many people don't like to fellowship with others is because they don't walk in the light. You are walking in darkness. You have kept everything to yourself. Amen. Amen. You make a decision and no one knows what you are doing. No one flourishes. No one prospers when you live in isolation. Wow. Thank you. you will never do well. Trust me. Do well. You will not do as much as you could have done. You will be limited. Sometimes just calling and discussing your issue opens a great door for many other avenues. Amen. Amen. So don't stay away. Relate with people ahead of you. Befriend successful people. Look for successful people and let them be your friends. Amen. Amen. Young people, when you are in college, when you go to school, you have to mingle with those who do well in school. They are the ones that are supposed to be your friends. You can never do well if all around you, all your friends, you are the best students. Amongst all your friends, you are the best students. You will never do beyond where you are. You will not go beyond. 
You have to surround yourself with successful students, the best of the students, the ones who are doing well. They should be your friends. Don't isolate yourself. There is nothing that, there's nowhere that is written that this group of people that you studied K2, K3, with and now grade 1, grade 2, grade 3, should always be your friends. And you see that they are not doing well. One is repeating, one is failing, one is doing this, and these are your friends. These are your friends. And the only good thing they can help you with is basketball, volley, or some other video game, something like that. You will not do well. You will not do well. No matter how long you have been working with them, if they are not doing well in life, because what you are going to realize is that this life that you are living in school is just going to end there. It's going to end there, and everyone is going to go different direction. As the young ones, the ones who are in college now, how much they relate with the elementary school classmates. Ask them. Ask them, even if they have their phone numbers, they don't call them, they don't talk to them, because you will end that relationship the moment you separate. You will end that relationship. But what is going to affect you is that relationship, how you bonded with that relationship, is going to affect you the rest of your life. Even though you are no longer together, it is going to affect you. That is why when the opportunity is there and there are good students, good students, they should be your friends. I always related with the best of students in my class. I will, I mean, if anyone else who does not do well is coming to me, it's for a short course that I will also try to help you with something. Oh, seriously. Seriously. Because I noticed, you know, you are a setback. You are helping them. You are teaching them. You are doing your work for them. You are doing this. And then you can study. You can progress. So the best you can do is what you know that you are giving to them. You can go higher. Oh, yes. You can go higher. You, you'll be a B student. Whereas you could have been an A-plus student. Are you listening to me? Clap your hands together for Jesus. The next principle is the principle of avoiding arrows of hatred. The principle of avoiding arrows of hatred. First Samuel 19 and verse 9. And the evil spirit from the Lord was on Saul as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand. And David played with his hand. And Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin. But he slipped away out of Saul's presence and he smote the javelin into the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. Hallelujah. Amen. The principle of avoiding arrows of hatred. Amen. Amen. Now you will notice that anyone whom God has blessed will begin to have arrows of hatred and jealousy thrown at him. You know, 
Many people complain about they don't like me, this one doesn't like me, that one doesn't like me, this one is, hates me. If you are doing well, you are going to have enemies. If God is blessing you, you are going to have people who hate you. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are a kind of person that no one hates you, you should assess your success. And see, no one is jealous of you. You know, no one hates you. You should assess your success. And see how successful I am. You know, everyone is welcoming you. Everyone wants you around everywhere. They, and no one is jealous of you. No one hates you. You are not doing well. Because if you are doing well, people will hate you. <laughs> you don't like my message. It's a good assessment on how successful you are in life. Amen. So you should, you, 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 you should expect that there are people in this life who will hate you. There are people in this life who will be jealous of you because of your success. Amen. So it doesn't matter who you are. You may do good and only good, but you will be hated because of your success. Wow. People will hate you. You can do good. You cannot, don't say that, why do they not like you? If you are doing well, you will find people not liking you. Wow. Amen. You know, sometimes when you are hard working, when you work hard and, you know, you get things done, you know, you find out less people hate you. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you find out that lazy people hate you. You see? So if you begin to complain, my job, they don't like me. You know, I do everything. I work very hard. But then even your boss, your supervisor, if she's lazy or he's lazy, he may or she may like, not like you for being hardworking. So you may do good. And you will find a lot of people not liking you because of your success. Amen. This is part of life. And it's your duty to avoid the arrows of hatred. Don't focus on these arrows and be facing these arrows and reacting to these arrows and standing in to fight these arrows. Wisdom teaches you that you have to avoid the arrows. Stay away. When David was successful, David was doing well. He was doing good to Saul. He was playing. You see, at a time when even Saul threw this javelin, the Bible says, David played with his hand. David was playing. David was doing something good. And Saul, Saul sought to smite him. Saul sought to smite him. He wanted to kill him. Because he saw that this young man is very successful. Amen. Amen. This man is successful. Bishop Rice here. Once our church was attacked by an armed mob of assailants. How many of you are aware that our church was once attacked? Yes. Our church in Accra, in the beginning of the church, it was attacked. It was attacked. Now, on a previous attack, he says, my office was bombed and burnt down. The bishop's office. 
he was bumped and bent down. These people seem to have secret, powerful backing because anytime the police arrested them, they were probably released with orders from above. These arrows or bombs were being thrown at the church. All of these attacks were manifestations of hatred against the church and against my ministry. On numerous occasions, these violent attacks were shown on national television. And you know what people did? He says, when our problem became a national issue, many people advised me to go on television or radio talk show to explain our side of the problem. And that is what many of us find ourselves doing. You find yourself now addressing every issue. When you see an issue is a direct source of hatred, the root of the issue is from hatred, do not address it. Escape the arrow. Sometimes as students, you may be doing very well. You may be doing very well and then some others may not like you. You don't have to explore and explain and find the root cause of it. Just escape and stay away. Amen. Amen. So many people were advising that you go on TV and explain your side of the problem. But I knew in my spirit that that would be a mistake. Many people just wanted me to make the mistake of saying something wrong so they would criticize me. When they did have one spear thrown at him, he decided to run away. He realized that this is not a place that I will flourish. Sometimes you need to just start making arrangements to change jobs. Just because of the hatred. Just make arrangements. And God will move you away. Amen. Just because of hatred that is there. Are you listening? They just wanted me to make a mistake. And then they will use it to criticize me. When David had one spear thrown at him, what did he do? He didn't wait for another. He decided to run away. Perhaps this is the reason why David lived to a good old age. Can you imagine that David would have stayed and having discussions with the other seven? What have I done? What is going on? What is what is happening? What have I done? He would have been killed. But the Bible says that David left the palace. David ran away. When you see one arrow of Satan, you should know that there are many more out there trying to destroy you. If you sit in the same place, the next arrow will get you. You ought to move. That is why when you experience hatred on the job, you have to move on. You have to move on. Amen. Amen. You have to move on. You are trying to marry someone, you realize everyone in the family hates you. And then you tell you, let us run away somewhere and get married. You are marrying the family. Amen. If you sit in the same place, the next arrow will get you. There are times when it is wiser to run away than to stand and fight. 
One time, the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus. When Jesus got to know of it, what did he do? He withdrew himself. He withdrew himself from that area. When he knew about the hatred, he withdrew himself. Hallelujah. You cannot be wiser than Jesus. Don't go on steer head on and fighting every arrow that is thrown at you. Some of you are at a place, every issue you want to broke, you want to address, every issue that happens, you want to discuss, you want to go, you want to take to the boss, you want to report this, you want to write this up, you want, it's not every issue that you have to address. There are certain things that you have to move on, you have to run away. Amen. Amen. Matthew 12 and verse 15, he says, Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. How they might destroy him. And verse 15, he says, But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from them. When Jesus knew it, once you know about it, don't steer head on fighting it, fighting every hour. You will not do well like that. Say amen. Young Christian men must know that they attract the arrows of Satan because of the gift of God in their lives. In fact, the Bible teaches that because of the anointing on your life, young ladies will be attracted to you. Hallelujah. If you are a young man and you are doing well in ministry, be careful. It says, Sons of Solomon, verse 1 and 3. He says, because of the savor of thy good ointment. Ointment represents the anointing. Because of the savor, because of the savor of thy good ointment, thy name is as ointment. Poured forth. Therefore do the virgins love thee. So because of the anointing, you'll be attracted to women. That doesn't mean that this is your time to flourish. Amen. This is your time to flourish. Every woman who counsel is an opportunity for you to have a relationship. You will not do well like that. And young ladies, because you are beautiful, many wicked and adulterous men are interested in you. Adulterous men, even in the church. We think we don't know. We know. We know of all the issues. We know of all the married men who are interested in sleeping with another woman. Because we have not said it. Hmm? So young ladies, you have to be careful. Because you are beautiful, a lot of other men, adulterous men, want to take advantage. They will be interested in you. Run away from those arrows immediately. Don't stay there. Don't say, I'm strong. Run away from the arrows. Otherwise, your whole life will be destroyed. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches that precious ministers are sought for by the devil. Precious ministers. Anyone who is precious instrument to God will be hunted for or hunted after. If you are a precious instrument to God, you will be hunted after. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 6 and verse 26 it says, For by means of a horish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. Wow. 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 
a man is brought to a piece of bread. Just as women are very powerful. They can bring you down to a piece of bread. You become like bread in their hands. Oh yes. Am I preaching? Ladies, is what I'm saying true or not true? By means of a horish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. Many great men are destroyed by women. You know, many great men are destroyed by women. And many men are not even wise to understand. And they think that they are attracted, they are attracting women like them. But they will bring you down. They make you like a piece of bread. Amen. Not white bread. Brown bread. Bent in the oven. Bent in the oven. Amen. If you fool around with women, they are very powerful tools. Very powerful. They are quiet like that. Nice like that. Very powerful. They'll bring you down. Say amen. They destroy relationships. They bring disturbance in the home. They are the cause of many quarrels in the home. They are sitting there in there somewhere, but there's quarrel in your house every day. Quarrel in your house about a certain woman. Quarrel in your house. Disturbing your peace. You cannot have joy. You can't have peace. Run away. Run away and you will have peace in your home. Run away from them. You have peace in your home. Amen. Get married quickly. Sell off. 
keeps you from getting married and running away from the arrows. Thank you for dying for me. 
believe you are the son of God. I believe you died for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. Lord Jesus, I come to you. I receive you. I accept you as my Lord, as my master, and as my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.